You're listening to Bachelor to Boyfriend, the podcast that teaches you how to manage your mind so you can show up as the best version of yourself around women. And now your host, certified dating and intimacy coach for men, Erica Davian. Have you ever found yourself going back and forth on a decision, unable to move forward? Yeah, I think we've all been there. And you probably asked yourself questions like, how do I know if I'm making the right decision? How can I make sure I won't regret this later? Which choice should I make? This is exactly what I want to talk to you about today. How you make decisions. Now you might be wondering, why am I bringing this up? Why does this matter? And especially for dating. How you make decisions is essentially how you live your life. Our lives are built through the countless decisions that we make. Everything from small things like, which shirt will I wear today? Or will I go to this coffee shop or that one? And also big things like what you do for money every day and who you will decide to marry. When we're thinking that we've made the right decisions in our lives, we tend to feel a sense of satisfaction, pride, and gratitude. And when we think that we haven't made the right decision, then our lives tend to be full of emotions that we'd rather not feel, like regret or self-loathing, disappointment, and defeat. How you make decisions is so important for your love life because the entire experience of relationships from how you first reach out to a woman, to whether or not you want to keep dating her, to spending the rest of your life together, is made up by similar, countless decisions. And you probably want to feel things like satisfaction, pride, gratitude in your relationship rather than regret and self-loathing. Now, when I think about decision-making, the person who comes to mind is one of my clients who came to me because he saw the impact that his difficulty making decisions was having on his life. He missed out on career opportunities because he couldn't decide on just one. His relationships with women suffered. He was never fully content with where he was in life, the city he was in, the place he was living, how he spent his time. He was often looking back at the past or He was so in his head thinking about the decisions that he was making right now that he was missing out on what was happening in his life in the present moment. And I share all of this because I think his dilemma is really relatable. We've all been there at some point or another. He was just experiencing it at all levels across all areas of his life. When we talked about why this was, it ultimately came down to a fear of making the wrong decision. He so badly wanted to make the right one. He acknowledged that some part of him didn't want to take responsibility for the decision. Because if he took responsibility, then he would be responsible for any regret he might feel later. As he sat on the fence, unable to decide, life just kept moving along. And often the decision would get made for him. While he went back and forth between two career opportunities, deciding on one and then going back to the other, 
ultimately one of the offers was withdrawn. He had at least one relationship end because his partner knew that even after being together for a while, he still hadn't fully decided to be with her. It's not like he couldn't decide because he was torn between two terrible options. No, he fully recognized that he was blessed to have the choices before him that he did. He didn't make a decision and stick with it because he wanted to avoid having to feel regret if he made the wrong decision. But here's the thing. He was feeling regret anyway. Only now he had given away all of his agency and was still feeling regret. Even in his effort to avoid feeling regret by not making decisions and standing by them, he still found that regret found its way to him anyway. Now, there is another possibility for living, for him and for all of us. Here is what's possible when we manage our mind around decision-making. We make decisions quickly. We do so without looking back. We're able to make shit happen because When we're making decisions faster, then we're in a position where we can make more decisions and things can really come together in our lives very quickly when we give ourselves permission to do that. We feel a deep sense of pride, of agency, relief, and contentment. Our experience of our lives is so much better. We are available to be present in our lives now, and we're able to look ahead to the future. Our lives have a sense of ease to them because we're not carrying the weight of a backlog of decisions that haven't been made. And when we manage our mind around our decision-making, we maintain a sense of agency and responsibility in our lives, which is what allows us to be able to make different choices in the future if we want to change course. So how do we get there? How do we get to a place where we are making decisions from a place of agency, where we're able to stay firm in them and not look back? And there are a few things I really want you to see and understand by the end of this episode. One is whether something, whether your decision is right or wrong, is entirely determined by what is going on in your mind. Two, if you leave your mind unattended to just think whatever it wants, there is no way to know in advance what your mind will think about it later. Your mind is kind of like a a toddler on the loose. (laughs) You can't predict its movements later if you're leaving your mind unattended. And it is possible to decide what you will think. So there's an important distinction there. There's no way to know in advance what your unattended mind will think about your decision later. And it's also possible to decide, to attend to your mind and decide in advance what you will think later. Here's what I mean. So I'm going to give you an example of what my mind did when it was left unattended about a pretty big decision in my life. So this came down to how I decided where I was going to go to college. And 
ultimately it centered around money because my parents had saved some money for college, but it was never their intention to put us through school. I know that's something that a lot of parents do these days, but that just was never in line with how they were raised or how they wanted to raise us. So it was pretty clear that I had to figure out how I was going to pay for most of college on my own. And so I applied to 10 colleges. <laughs> I really couldn't decide or narrow it down at first. And ultimately, after applying to those 10, getting into some of them and, and not to others, the decision came down to choosing between going to a really great school that was going to cost a lot of money to attend or taking a full ride at a good school and then later transferring to a different one and thereby, you know, cutting my college costs in half or just a fraction of what I would have paid if I were to go to the really great school. So in the end, I chose to take the full ride, go to the good school, knowing that I would transfer to a different one and ultimately graduate from a school of my choosing in the end. And so this decision became a fact in my life. This was what I chose. Now, I want you to notice as I continue to tell this story, how my mind flip-flopped between this being a right and a wrong choice. So when I made the decision, I felt like it was the right one. I looked at my options and that was what I chose. But then I got to college and I didn't think the instruction was as good as it could have been. The class sizes were enormous, and I had very little interaction with most of my professors. I decided that I had made the wrong choice by going down the good school path. So then eventually, I transferred to a different school as planned, and I graduated with less than $10,000 in debt. While many of my classmates were graduating with debt that was well into the six figures. And I didn't feel any pressure to get a job right away. And that left me free to explore the world, which I did for a couple of years. I went and backpacked around the world because I didn't have this debt. I didn't feel this pressure. And I was able to go roam. And I told myself then, I had made the right decision. It was absolutely the right choice to go the good school path. But then a couple of years after college, I'm back from my trip. I'm looking for a job. And I started to notice pretty quickly that many of my college friendships had dropped off. While I'd been friendly with a lot of my classmates, I had really only overlapped with them for about a year and a half in my junior and senior year. I didn't share many classes with my graduating class until senior year because since I transferred in, I had to take a random mix of basic classes in order to fill in the gaps that I had. And so while they had been together for four whole years as a cohort, I had just come onto the scene toward the end of their college experience. And most of these relationships didn't last beyond college. I didn't have anyone to network with as I was getting a job. I had made the wrong decision. And then I got into my 30s. I wanted to buy a house. Many of my friends were still paying off their college loans and couldn't even think about buying a house at that time. 
but because I didn't have a bunch of debt, I felt resolved knowing that I had made the right decision. Do you see what's happening here? How, whether it was the right decision or the wrong decision, was entirely made up in my mind. Its rightness or wrongness didn't exist outside of me. It just was a reflection of what my mind was making that decision mean. It's not like the facts had changed. I had chosen to go to a good, cheap school and then transfer rather than going to a great, expensive school. That remained the same. The only thing that changed was how I thought about it. I came up with different evidence that it was right or wrong at different points in my life. And notice how there was no way I could have known as I was graduating high school how I was going to think it was right at some points in my adult life and how I was going to think that it was wrong at other points. I had left my mind completely unattended around this topic. I was at the mercy of whatever new piece of evidence came up, and then I was tormented with regret at the times that I thought I had made the wrong decision. Because here is the super important piece that was missing. If you take one thing away from this episode, let it be this. I had made the decision of what I would do, but I hadn't made a decision around how I would think about it later. The rightness or wrongness of a decision is made up of what's happening in our minds, not in the decision itself. The fact was the same. I had chosen the good school path. At any given moment, I am free to choose how I want to think about that fact. And I can choose to think it was a great choice and find evidence for that. Things like, because I didn't have a bunch of debt, I didn't have to get a job right away, and I wasn't stuck still paying it off when I wanted to buy a house. Or I can choose to think it was a terrible choice and find evidence for that. Things like, I didn't get as high a quality in education as I wanted. I missed out on having strong friendships, blah, blah, blah. And this is what I mean when I say I hadn't made a decision around how I would think about it later. We don't have to keep flip-flopping between thinking it's good and bad. We can decide at any point that it was the right decision, even as we make it. What? But even as we make the decision, we can decide it was the right one? That's right. You don't have to wait for the future to come and then just see what your mind is thinking about it then. Nope. You can decide now that you made the right choice. And then in the future, look for the evidence that supports this thought. This was the missing piece for me. It was like I had said, I don't know if it's the right choice. And then I went back and forth, waiting to see what would happen. I could have instead decided once that it was the right choice and just stuck with that, looking for evidence that I had made the right choice pointing my brain to that evidence rather than going back and forth as new evidence arose. And so here is what's possible for you in love when you manage your mind around making decisions, especially the decisions that you're making in dating. So you're able to make decisions more quickly and respond appropriately to your constantly evolving relationship. 
right? There's so many little decisions to make along the way from, do I want to message this woman? Do I want to keep writing her? Do I want to ask her out on a date? Do I want to kiss her? Do I want to continue dating her? We've been together three, or we've been seeing each other for about three weeks now. They've been seeing each other for three months now. Do I want to be in a relationship? Right, there are so many decisions. And when you're able to manage your mind in this way, then you're able to make those decisions decisions quickly and appropriately for what's happening. When you manage your mind around making decisions in dating, you're able to stay focused on the present, not looking back over your shoulder, wondering what you should have done differently. You can create a deep relationship when you're all in. It's hard to get to some of those deep places when you're not all in. Your experience of that relationship will be more positive because you'll be looking for evidence that you made the right choice in exploring it. Your brain is going to be focusing a lot on the negative. It takes intention to steer it towards the things that support your decision that it was the right one. You'll have a sense of ease in your dating because you're not carrying around the weight of a backlog of unmade decisions. You'll be able to look ahead to the future knowing that it too is going to come with a lot of decisions, but you'll be able to look at the future without feeling this sense of dread. And you'll maintain a sense of agency and responsibility. I hope just sharing this possibility of what your life can be like inspires you to take some action, get some coaching, take a look at what's going on in your brain. And here's one more thing I want to share. If your mind is still feeling stuck, Here is a beautiful thing to remember. We can always change course later. I didn't have the education experience I wanted to in my first college. So when I was looking at where I wanted to transfer, I chose a program with smaller class sizes and with specialized classes in the things I wanted to learn. And yeah, it's true. Overall, I didn't walk away from college with the deep friendship some people found there. And so I learned how to create those deep friendships as an adult in a way that's actually an even better reflection of who I am today. So you can always change course. You are never trapped. No matter how deep you get into a relationship, you are always free to change course, to change your mind. Don't let the decisions facing you now stop you from living your life. So get out there. Make some decisions. You've got this. I'll catch you next week. If you enjoy listening to this podcast, you have to come check out Bachelor to Boyfriend, the program. It's 12 weeks of one-on-one coaching with yours truly to help you finally move past the internal barriers between you and the relationship you want to create. Check it out at ericadavian.com. That's Erica with a K. And if you're curious, make sure to get your name on my mailing list so I can tell you next time doors open. My newsletter is my favorite way to connect with you all, and I respond to every email I receive. I can't wait to see you there.